morning, everyone. And a very warm welcome to worship at Paisley St George's. Whether you are with us in person or virtually online or listening on the telephone, you are welcome. Come, not to find the light, but be the light we already are. Come, not to find the salt, but be the salt we already are. Come, not to find God, but be in God in worship now. If able, we stand to worship God by singing hymn number 125, Lord of all being, throned afar. Hymn 125. now we come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Maker of all things, we come to you seeking and searching for that something else that adds to our lives a sense of purpose, a way to make a difference, for you made us to reflect your love. Light of our lives, we come to you seeking a way to be in this world, 
Inspired by your teaching, we strive to reflect your ways in our lives, flavouring the world for others. Spirit of God, we come to you seeking your presence and comfort. Guide us towards God, aware of the Maker's love, ready to shine a light into the lives of friends and neighbours. Lord, you made us with purpose, with flavour and light. We come now in worship to acknowledge all that you have given us. And yet we know that our lives do not always reflect your love. So in this space, we seek your forgiveness and guidance so that your love is reflected better in the world. Help us to be better at bringing flavour and light into the world that others might experience what a difference knowing you makes in lives. All this and more we ask in love, in the name of your Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen good morning boys and girls it's good to be back and it's lovely to see you here oh gosh i've forgotten how heavy this bag was this morning do you want to put your hand in and take something out You like to do the same? Okay. Miller, do you want to put your hand in and take something out? Whoa. Do you want to stand up at the front so folk can see what you've got? That might be a good idea. You've figured out what it is. Right. Oh, okay. Right, what have we got? A candle? A candle holder. Can I take the candle from you just now and can I take the tea light from you just now and I'll put them up here and would you like to chew... Go in there. Right. Hayley, do you want to... Okay. What on earth is that? Yeah. Well... What do these all have in common? What do they do? They're all candle holders, aren't they? Are they all the same? No. Are they made of the same thing? No. What's that made of? Wood. Uh Aha, do you know what that was made of? Salt crystal. Uh What's that made of, do you know? It's made of brass. Brass. What about that one? What do you think it's made of? glass and that one's made of some sort of metal Mm -hmm. and I've got another couple in here as well that I'll put up here okay so these are all candle holders and they are all different but they all have the same job their job is to hold candles yeah so just like the candlesticks are we all the same 
No, look round the church, are we all the same? No. We're different, just like the candlesticks. Some folk are taller, some folk are smaller. We're all made of the same material, I suppose. But we all look different. We're different heights. We've got different coloured eyes. What other differences are there? Hair colour, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. If you need glasses or not, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Boy or girl, girl, uh uh-huh. We're all different. But what we're going to do now is we're going to light, we're going to put candles into these. So can we light? Yours has a candle, uh uh-huh. Can we line these up on the table and we'll add candles to them? Um, I'll think about that one. I think if it's all right with your mums to light candles. Right, so let's, now there's one that fits. See that red candle over there? I know that's the one that'll go in here. Uh, Do you want to put that into, and there should be a tea light somewhere else? Right, so it can go in there. That's great. And there's one for that. Okay. Now, let's see if we can get these lit with my special lighter. Okay. So what you need to do with this one is put your hand on that silver button and catch the the wick. Uh So maybe the easier way is to take this one out and use it to light the next one. Whoops, we'll do a wee bit of... Well, if the wax doesn't melt, will the candle burn? Right, Hayley, do you want to... You're scared? It's all right, you're fine. That's you. Now, well, I'll get wax everywhere. I've still got wax in my shoes from the last time I had candles. I'll light this one myself because I think it's going to be a wee bit of a footer to drop in. Right. Do you think you would like to light that one? You hold that there. very careful. There we go. Ben, will I lift this one down? And we'll move it that way a wee bit. There we are. Alexander. There we go. Your hands are still salty, but can I suggest you wash them when you go back out of here? Okay. Right, so we've got all these candles lit. So, I'd suggested a wee bit, do want to stand away from the candles because I don't want long hair catching in them? Uh, your hair is long, mine isn't, but yours is. You, I've, you've got gel in your hair and that and candles is never a good idea. So, if we Christians are like the candlesticks, all different shapes and sizes and colours, then the Holy Spirit is like the candle. It's not the candlestick that gives us light, is it? The candlestick in its own would be no use. It's the candle. And do you know what gives us light inside us? It's God's love, it's God's Holy Spirit that gives us light inside us and enables us to shine with the light of God. And God's Holy Spirit can live inside each one of you, inside all of us, helping us to share God's love and light with the world. So that's what I want us to remember this morning. So thank you very much for all your help. 
with lighting the candles. And I hope the grown-ups, when they bring up the offering, are very careful with the candles. We'll tell you later, okay? Do you want to go and sit back down? Because I've got two letters to read. And it's letters of thank you. And in a way, what you've been doing is sharing the light and the love and the flavour of God with others. Because, do you remember a way back before Christmas, you, collect, you sold things and you raised a lot of money? Well, we've got two lovely letters back from the Guide Dogs for the Blind. And it says, thank you for your donation of £268.48. Wow. Because of you, the lives of people living with sight loss are being transformed. So that's a lovely letter of thanks from the Guide Dogs for the Blind. And the other one is from Waterhead. They're much longer letters, but do you know what? You'd get bored listening if I were to read it all out. So this is a thank you so much to everyone at Paisley St George's Church of Scotland for raising, again, £268.48 for water aid. And it goes on to say, it talks about Sandra wanting to become a nurse in the future. We've nothing to worry about because we've good sanitary facilities, a new toilet block for girls and water for flushing. Can you imagine not having water to flush your toilet? Ooh. So our help will help people like Sandra realise their dreams. And it says, no one person can fix the water crisis alone, but with your group's support, we are one step closer. So I'll give you these to put out up on your Sunday school notice board where we can read them all. Do you so that was lovely to hear. <clears throat> and now we've been talking about being light. So we're going to sing an old hymn. It's from St George's Praise and it's number 17 and it's Jesus Bids Us Shine. So we're going to sing that about light. Come now to the rest of the intimations. The Guild meets tomorrow 
in the large hall at 2pm. Please note, the Guild has resumed afternoon meetings. Our guests are the Rowanberries, a musical afternoon at which all are welcome. Tickets are still available for the concert on Saturday the 18th of February at 2pm. The tickets cost £5, includes afternoon tea and our guests are the Raucous Choir. Guilds Together Spring Rally has been held this Wednesday at 8th, the 8th of February at 7.30pm. All are welcome together. One intimation that is not in the print is the Friendly Hour. The Friendly Hour takes place this Tuesday from 2 to 3.30pm, where their guest is Margaret Linney. The Connect Hub meets this Tuesday at 1.30 to 3pm in the Outreach Centre. Also in the Outreach Centre on Tuesday evening at 7pm is the Bible Study. Tuesday is a busy day at the Outreach Centre because on Tuesday morning we have the digital skills for the confused. At times I think we all could do with a wee bit of help like that. You know the times when you're trying to do something on the tablet or the computer and it just won't work. Mm. Then on Wednesday at the Outreach Centre, cookery demonstrations, knitting, sewing and crafts, again with tea or coffee. Singing and story time for under school age, and that is from 10 to 12 noon. We have a Come and Try Day that you have a flyer for during the school's break on Wednesday the 15th of February from 2 to 4 in the Cossyside Halls where there will be all sorts of things going on. And it says, bring a friend. So I hope the youngsters got one of these. I never thought to check. Safeguarding. There is volunteer safeguarding on Wednesday, the 15th of February at Baljaffrey Church in Bearsden from 7 till 9 p.m. Please, if you are a volunteer, make sure your training is up to date. It is important. If you're interested in attending this session, contact Jean Yuri and Jean's phone number and email address are there. And the men's breakfast has got prior notice of their ladies' afternoon tea on Saturday the 18th of March from 2 to 4 in the large hall here in Cossyside Street. A couple of additional intimations. First of all, Thank you very much to everyone who took part in worship, leading worship last week when I was unwell. And thank you too for the lovely flowers and all your best wishes. I really do appreciate all of that. And it was lovely to sit at home and watch the service. So thank you. And finally, this is an intimation that I would prefer not to have to make as I'm sure I'm not alone in thinking of our church buildings and all church buildings as safe spaces. But may I simply remind you that church buildings are public buildings and that within all public spaces, we should be very careful with our possessions. I'd ask you not to leave your bags or anything lying unattended. And when you leave, could you please ensure that the door is locked? Thank you. These are all the intimations. And now we turn to God's word, which we read for us this morning by one of our elders, Audrey.
Our first reading this morning is from the New Testament, from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of his age or the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery, that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Those are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Our second reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 20. Salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under foot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. May God bless this reading of his holy word. Thank you, Audrey. We continue in our worship by singing hymn number 489, Come Down, O Love Divine, hymn 489.
Well, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I really enjoy doing in my spare time is reading. A number of years ago, I read the Pillars of the Earth series of books by Ken Follett. These books were set in medieval England, and running throughout the series was the building of cathedrals and the immense work that went into making these cathedrals wondrous buildings. The buildings became bigger and bigger and the spires taller and taller. They were visible for miles. Today, if we take a look around Paisley, who can fail to notice the former Coates Memorial Building on the skyline? Or Oakshaw Trinity, formerly the High Church at the top of School Wind? Or if you're up in Glenburn, the spire at the Outreach Centre? All of these are easily visible and they make the church buildings more visible in the community. I remember too another church, the parish church at Lochwinach. Lochwinach also had a steeple, but inside, right at the very top of the steeple, was a light, and that light was on all the time, so that when you turned off the main road, up at the roadhead roundabout to come down into Lochwinach, you could see that light. And all of these things help church buildings to be visible in the community. But today, as the National Church calls for a reduction in ministries and buildings, we need to think very carefully about church and what we mean by church and what, just what we are about. Just what is it about church that should be visible in our communities? What is it about church that should be visible in our communities. In today's gospel reading, Jesus calls us to be salt and light in the world. And we all know what the absence of these two makes, tastelessness and darkness. Let's take salt first. In biblical times, salt was connected with purity. So if we as Christians are to be the salt of the earth, we should be connected with purity, with integrity. We should live our lives as Jesus calls us to live. We should be mirroring his love into the world. We need to think carefully about choices that we make as we go about our day-to-day -day lives. Salt was also, was also and is still used as a preservative. It can also be used as an antiseptic. We know the old-fashioned but still effective way of gargling with salt water. So, as Christians, we need to do our best to keep things good and right and proper. Thirdly, salt adds flavour. How many of us have boiled the potatoes without putting salt in the water? And yes, I know they're on about cutting back on salt and some people do learn to like the potatoes without salt, but mm, chips aren't chips without some salt on them. I'm sorry. So the salt adds flavour, it brings out the flavour. As Christians, we are to add flavour to life. We have to make the difference to the people we meet that salt makes to chips. I know, a different way of thinking about it, but that's what we are to do. We are called to be salt in the world. We're also called to be light. So a light is meant to be seen. I mean, that's so obvious. Who on earth would go in and switch on a table lamp and then put the waste paper bucket on top of it? Nobody. 
Light has various functions though, apart from illuminating things and allowing us to see. Another of the things I enjoy doing is walking and I often walk along the River Clyde. And when I walk along the River Clyde, I see the navigation lights, the lights that are there to ensure that ships travel safely up and down the river, guiding the ships in and out of port. And we, we are to be guiding lights, leading others to Jesus. And then there are the warning lights. You know, when you're driving along the motorway at night and you find you've suddenly got red cat's eyes at the edge of a carriageway, for instance, we know that we shouldn't drive over those because they are warning us of danger. And as Christians, we too are called to warn others of potential dangers. So lots about salt and light. But for me today, as I think of the church being visible in the world, it's not the buildings that require to be visible. It's us. It is us as individuals and a group. We are called to be visible in the world. We are called to be salt and light in the world. We all know the modern hymn, the church is not a building, the church is not a steeple. I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. And we are called to live in the world in a way that will shine God's light into dark places in order to make a difference. We spoke with the children about the Holy Spirit being like the candle, the candle in the candlestick, and us as Christians as being the candlestick, that the Holy Spirit fills us and enables us to shine with the light of God. We then sang a hymn that I am sure most of us will remember from our childhood. Jesus bids us shine with the line, you in your small corner and I in mine. I can't make up my mind about this line. You in your small corner and I in mine. But my husband, when I was talking with him, he said he'd always taken that, that we came together and then we went out taking our light to wherever we are. But there's some thought that the Jesus' call in the gospel to be light in the world is a call to collective action. And although Jesus was addressing a large gathering of his followers, the word light is singular with the implication that we are called as a body to be one big light rather than lots of little individual lights. And he underlines this with the image of the city on a hill, a large group of people visible to everyone for miles around. Think about light pollution today. If you're out in a dark night, you can see the light of Paisley in the sky. You can see further east the lights of Glasgow in the sky as opposed to lots of individual huts on their own little hills. And yet, if you're out in the country and you look out, you can see the single light in the farmhouse high across the other side of the valley. But our city, our city is the city of God. And we always must keep in mind that we are acting as, part, as parts of a greater whole. And we do it collectively. We work together as a team, as part of Christ's body in the world. And we do it not to have our individual role praised. But it's amazing the effect just a few small lights 
can have in the darkness. I remember being in a pilgrimage to the Holy Land in, I think it was 2015, and probably the most moving visit that we made was to Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Jerusalem. And in there, there is a museum for the children of the Holocaust. And that space is an underground space. It's lit only by five memorial candles, but they are infinitely reflected in a series of mirrors so that they look like the myriad of stars in the darkest of nights. So a few lights can make a difference. One light can make a difference. So should we stand together to shine for Jesus in a limited space? Or do we go wherever and shine as individuals? No matter which, or maybe both, the light we shed is not for our own glory, but for the glory of God in Christ. Now, when I was preparing for today, I read one of these conversations. It was a conversation between two youngsters, Ada and Andy. Now, I'm not going to read it all to you, but it goes something like this. Andy invites his friend Ada to play a game of hide-and-seek in the church. Being a good Presbyterian, Ada expresses concerns about playing games in the church, but she's a bit more amenable when Andy tells her it's Christian hide-and-seek. Now, I think we've all got our own wee family versions of how you play hide-and-seek and the rules. So Ada wanted to be absolutely sure just what it was that Andy was talking about. So she clarified with him, well, what are the rules for Christian hide-and-seek? And Andy told her that the rules were dead simple. The rules are this. You turn up at church on a Sunday. You hear what God has to say to you. Then you leave the church and you try to hide the fact that you are a Christian for the rest of the week. Aleda, she just can't understand this. She doesn't get it. Saying that she's never played that game in her life and she doesn't think that anybody in her church has ever heard of it. Andy, being Andy, he argues the toss, saying it seems as if some people still play this game every week. Andy, Ada, well, she still doesn't get it and asks Andy to explain further. So Andy asks Ada, can you remember the words of Jesus about being salt and light? The words that we've heard this morning. Well, Ada, being a smart cookie, tells Andy that not only can she remember the words, she knows them off by heart, having learned them at Sunday school. So off she goes. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 15, 13 to 16. Sorry, Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Well, Andy was well impressed with his pal's memory. 
But Ada, well, she was still puzzled about just what Andy meant when he talked about playing Christian hide-and-seek. So Andy explained, well, I thought it would be obvious, Ada. People go to church to be charged up with salt and light on a Sunday morning. But as soon as many leave the church building, they hide the fact they are Christians and leave the world around them tasteless and in the dark. In other words, they go into hiding instead of seeking the places in their world where they could bring taste and brightness. And I'm sure that it's something most of us have done. I know I have. I remember when I was teaching, I used to wear a fish pin every day. And one of the children had asked me what it was. And on that day, I just sort of dingied it. I didn't answer. I didn't explain. So we've, I think, can all be fearful of taking our faith and our love for Christ into the world. Anyway, going back to Ada, she was very impressed with her friend and, he, and said that he was using satire to shock people into living out the faith. And he reckoned that this was something Jesus did when he spoke to folks. So the message from this young lad, Andy, is for us to live out what Jesus encouraged us to do. We are to let our light shine for Jesus in whatever we do. We are to bring some salt and flavour into a tasteless world. And this is transformational, the gospel in action. No hiding, no pretense, just be Christ-like where we are. For faith, faith does not happen in a social vacuum. It's not possible to draw a dividing line between the person that you or I are at work or at home and the person that you or I are in church. Christianity is not a game or a hobby. Christianity is a way of life, a way of living as Jesus did. So, as we go from here, let us not play Christian hide and seek. Let us be a salt and light in the world, as Jesus has called us to be. Amen. We continue in our worship by singing hymn 500, Lord of creation, to you be all praise, hymn number 500. <coughs>
One of the things I always forget to intimate is that there is tea and coffee available in the large hall at the close of worship, where, in many, where we continue in our fellowship as we chat with one another. So everyone is welcome to join us for tea and coffee in the large hall. As an act of thanksgiving to God and to enable the love of Christ to be shared in the world, we make our offerings. Our offerings are made in many different ways. They're made into the plate on a Sunday morning and direct into the bank at other times. But while we choir sing the anthem, our offerings in the plate will be brought forward. Let's dedicate our offerings and bring to God our prayers for others. Lord God, when we pray your kingdom come, we know that this will not become reality without action. Adding salt and light to the world does not just happen. And so we offer ourselves in service through our gifts of money, as well as our time and skills. Take them, Lord, and make them work for you. May we be salt and light in the world. Amen. God of all, in a world where many live without food, 
let alone the salt to flavour it. We pray for ways in which hunger becomes a memory and all have what they need. We thank you for the generosity of all who give to food banks and for those who distribute food, praying for the day when everyone has a fair share. In a world where many live in the dark places, the dark places of war, of famine, of drought, of flood, fearful of what each day will bring, we pray for ways in which your love can transform the hearts of your people and the way we care for your world. We pray especially today for the people of South Sudan. May they hear the message of love. May they see the light and may their lives be seasoned with your love. Your love brought and shared by the moderator of the General Assembly, the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Pope. In a world where the darkness of mental health makes each day a struggle to simply get through, we pray for light to shine again in the lives of those who live in this darkness. In a world where the abuse of children goes unheeded or unnoticed, we pray for love to act and an end to the abusive behaviour. Lord, we pray for all who are ill or frail or lonely. For those who live in darkness because of the fears of rising fuel costs. We pray for all who walk through the valley of the shadow of death and for all who are bereaved. In a moment of silence, Lord, we bring you our prayers. Lord, we know that we can be the salt and light in our world. Give us the courage to challenge, the resources to help, the openness of mind and heart to care, to make a difference in this world, that your kingdom might come in the here and now. Lord, hear our prayer, offered in the name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. We close this morning's service of worship by singing hymn 616, There's a Spirit in the Air, hymn number 616.
the salt you already are and bring new flavour to the world. Be the light you already are and cast the shadows away. Be the gift you already are and live generously in the name of God. Be the person God has shaped you to be. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Mm -hmm.